there comic clan and welcome to comics in the cross the greatest streamers that you have never heard of and we are live here for issue 8 of our podcast thank you for coming and joining us live on twitch or on youtube if you're catching the show later as always i am cross and i am joined over my right shoulder and with my co-host nitro what's up guys and of course we have the awesome privilege of having Philip, the owner of Richmond Comics, one of our local comic book stores in the area, and with us today. Say hello to the lovely people, Rich, uh, Philip. How you doing? Thanks for joining, Philip. Appreciate yeah, it. Man. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for coming and just chatting with us today. I think this is going to be a really interesting topic and I hope you guys think so too. Um, so to kick off, we're going to just do a little bit of housekeeping first of all. Hold on till I grab my prop. Um, so guys, as you know, we um, are sponsored by the awesome company GamerGrind Co. If I show off some product here. Um, this is our recent bag. I honestly wish you guys could smell how good this smells right now. I am not even just kidding. Just open it up and put it in your room so it could waft. Yeah, just to waft through the area. <laughs> I, I kid you not, it smells so good. Like we, I ran out of GamerGrind at the end of last month and I was having another coffee and as soon as the bag came in, the first thing I did was just open it and just smell it. It's like, it smells so good. And this one as well is my personal favourite headshot. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing. Just the flavour of it is so strong. Always have a cup of it handy. Um, if you guys want to try out some of um, GamerGrind Co's awesome coffee for yourself. Check out our link that I'm throwing in the chat. Yep, I did spell that correctly, good. <laughs> um, make sure to use that link, go and check it out yourself. You can get some amazing coffee as well as also a Comics in the Cross mug and sticker because, you know, why not? Of course you want that. Um, and just remember to use... Pick up a pair of leggings <clears throat> when you add it. <laughs> well, they can't get that from GamerGrind, but you know. Oh, yeah. For that, you have to go to our other one, cheap plug, where you can go and, okay, that one I did misspell. There we go. If you want any of our other products, you can go to Teespring and get a t-shirt, hoodie, leggings with the Comics and the Cross logo on it, or our brand new poster that is for sale featuring the Superhero Square Go poster created by our very own Nitro for last week's episode. And that is now available for purchase if you do want to get it. A Sweet. lot of people said they loved that, so by all means, go and check that out, guys. Um, all right, random cheap plugging of things out the road <laughs> so we can delve in. So there's been a couple of interesting things that have came up in the news. I wanted to talk to you guys about this briefly before we jump into the actual talking with Philip about Richmond Comics. Um, the first topic, this this came up just recently, and I had to mention it. It's it's not specifically a comic book thing, but we have we have talked about sci-fi stuff. It is in our wheelhouse of pop culture. Did you guys happen to see the the images released for the new USA Space Force logo? Yeah, <laughs> I did see that. That that was released, which looks very similar to another. <laughs> To another logo I've seen somewhere. It looked very I similar. I just googled space logos. I'm like, nah, it looks good. We'll just put that one on a flag. But every part of it looked like the Star Trek logo. Like, every part of it. The Star Trek... Like identical. It had the Starfleet insignia. It had the, like, the globe part of the United Federation of Planets. It, like, every part of it was from Star Trek. 
yeah. even the star above the logo is the star that sits on the logo in some iterations of it. It's like every part of it is from Star Trek. We should have just had Patrick Stewart spring it out. Like, yeah, there it is. I, like, I don't mind it being that because, like, yeah, why not? You know, it's yeah. like it's one of the most recognizable space logos there is, but, like, at least admit where you got it from because there's no way it didn't come. It's it's a bit on the nose. <laughs> there's no way anybody looked at that and went, that's not, and thought anything else than that Star Trek. Yeah, I want to know who the final approver on that was. Yeah, I, like, like, I just. Who was the person that was like, yeah, that looks good, print it? I think the best thing about it as well is like Star Trek has like one of the most vocal fan bases. Yeah. Of like of any fan base out there. They're like some of the most like rabid vocal fans out there and like you knew they were gonna mention it. Yeah. It's like it's not like you were gonna slip it by anybody. This I mean they're still releasing Star Trek shows today. Yeah. But Yeah, it's crazy. Like I said, I I just wanna know who passed that. But like, yeah, that looks good. <laughs> but yeah, I just I had to mention that one. I had to get that out there. I had to mention the fact of like that, you know, Space Force was clearly Starfleet. Yeah, pretty much. You know, it's like that's one hundred percent where that came from. No one can convince me otherwise on that one. I don't think. Um, couple of other things then. So we've had a few big announcements. Let me pull up my news. Sorry. Um, so further enough, I've got, you know, Philip from Richmond Comics here, there's actually been a lot of kind of big comic book news in the last week or so, which is quite interesting because, you know, we've not had any comic book news for, like, ever. Yeah. Um, so we did have the announcement of some releases that are coming out. Um, first of all, we had the, the announcement from Donny Cates um, that there is actually going to be an upcoming spin-off book of his... Massive hit from a few years ago, God Country. Um, set to come out at the end of June. And that he's going to be doing along with Dylan Burnett, who he worked on Cosmic Ghost Rider with. Hmm. So I, I'm personally quite excited for this. I'm, I'm quite excited to see a sequel to God Country or a spin-off from God Country. God Country was a really interesting indie book that came out. It was very... We, it could have been expanded on or it could be a standalone so I'm very excited to see where the it goes with this yeah I never caught that I never caught God Country I'll yeah. write that down yeah definitely want to check it if you've not Philip were you a fan of God Country when it came out from Donny Cates did you get a chance to check it out um, yeah I was uh, I, I, a lot of indie stuff or not indie stuff that's technically where it came out from but yeah <laughs> Uh, a lot of that stuff is a, what I mostly read nowadays anyway, so I try to pick up on a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a definite thing that a lot of comic book readers should be doing because there's so much good stuff coming out from the... Basically not from the big two. When we say indie, we mean anyone except Marvel and DC, pretty yeah. much. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> much. Um, but there's a lot of good stuff coming out, and I know God Country was one that I really enjoyed you know, old southern guy with a giant sword bigger than himself fighting gods <laughs> was not to like. Who would, would not like that? Yeah, that's that's pretty much the pitch of the book. <laughs> um so I'm we've not got any other details on it, so I'm interested to see where they do go with that. Um the other big news is another couple of big releases. We've got one from DC and one from Marvel. Um Three Jokers finally has a new release date. It's meant to be dropping on August 25th. 
you know, they've only been teasing the book for about four years. So... <laughs> oh, and in the chat we've got Isaac saying, Hey guys, hey Isaac, how you doing man? Thank you that for coming pleasure. and joining us. Always a pleasure to have the Infinity Bros with us. Looking forward to next week. Cheap plug. Um, But yeah, so Three Jokers now has another release date. It was meant to drop sooner this year, and then quarantine happened, and it's now finally coming out on August 25th. It's the New Mutants of the comic book world. I think it's even worse than the New Mutants of the comic book world at this point. I mean, it's, it's literally been getting plugged by DC since DC Rebirth, which was in 2016. Good grief. Like, literally, that's when it was mentioned in Batman, done the big reveal of, like, I asked who the Joker was, and it told me there were three. And that's literally all we've gotten for four years on the subject. And so, so I'm going to toss... the release date was? Uh, that's August 25th is the, the current release date for it. We'll see if that happens. But <laughs> that's the current date. Yeah. Um, so, Philip, what's your feelings on this, the three Jokers? Are you still excited for this after, you know, three years and we're now in a post-rebirth world? Honestly, for most of the stuff, I mean, some of the fans may be excited, but as myself, it, things take so long and so many people move on. Yeah. That it's, it's really hard to keep people excited over something that started five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I kind of have the same feeling of this as I did of, like, Doomsday Clock. Right. Like when Doomsday Clock, the finale of that kind of dropped, I was like, are they still making this? <laughs> like, I, I kind of, I honestly thought they'd finished and I just had not heard about it. And I'm like, nope, they're still making it. It's just, it's taking a year long book, is taking like two and a half. And I kind of feel the same with Three Jokers, that it's never going to live up to the hype. Right. And even if it does, is there a point in it? Yeah. Like, nobody cares anymore. <laughs> Well, it was released during, they mentioned it during DC Rebirth, and it was like like it was going to be this big thing, and now it's coming out as a DC black label, which is like, it might be continuity, but it might not be continuity as well. And I'm like, so you really, you're telling me we've waited five years for a book that might not even be in continuity, so might have effect on nothing. Yeah. Like, really? No, this, this book better be worthwhile after this build-up. <laughs> Um, and then the big event coming out from Marvel this year is going to be X of Swords. The big event for X Men is going to be dropping this is September. That yeah, that's yeah, yeah. still from Jonathan Hickman, his X Men run, which I personally have been thoroughly enjoying his run in X Men because mostly because it's Jonathan Hickman and I'm pretty much read anything he writes. The guy's awesome. Yeah. I'm a big fan of his stuff, whether it's Marvel, whether it's indie, whatever. The guy's a phenomenal writer. Um, so I'm intrigued to see what he does with this yeah. X-Men with swords. Yeah, I haven't caught any of his X-Men stuff, to be honest, but his Avengers stuff was, I thought was awesome. Yeah. Like, I was a big fan of his stuff. His X-Men run was amazing. His Fantastic Four run is pretty much the only Fantastic Four story that I actually enjoy. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think I'll ever pop as hard as I did for the end of that Fantastic Four story. Yeah, um, I got that solely based off of your recommendation. I haven't read it yet, but... Oh yeah, like the the finale of it is just, oh. and to see how everything like had built up for all these years and then all came together in a story. That's yeah. what's keeping me going with his X Men run of like, I know there's going to be a massive payoff at the end of it. Yeah, because they're always us with Hickman. Yep. Um. So yeah, it's. I'm intrigued with this because I'm like, 
because it is Hickman and I want to trust where he's going with stuff whereas at the same time it's another Marvel event and I'm kind of sick of Marvel events Yeah. at this point I'm like you don't need to do events for like 10 years and we'll probably be okay yeah you know, X-Men versus Avengers I'm just joking <laughs> uh, that was a good four issue miniseries yeah <laughs> 20, 20 years ago yeah <laughs> It was a good four issue miniseries. It was dragged out to about twelve. Same with most events. What happened if all these X Men got the Phoenix Force? I'm like, Ugh. death, pretty much. <laughs> but yes, yeah, I'm intrigued to see where it goes. Again, we don't have a massive amount of information on this really, kind of given to us at this point. And I kind of don't want to read into it. I'm kind of like, I want to just see it as is and. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be a worthwhile story because a lot of the stuff he's been doing with the X Men, I've I've kind of enjoyed mostly because it's new, mm-hmm. which I'm always up for in comics. Like, give me something I've not seen before. I want the status quo changed. Yeah. You know, I'm not Dude, someone. I follow, I follow him on Twitter, and he's hilarious. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm like I'm just I'm excited for it. I'm always excited for Hickman. Um, and what about you, Philip? Are you a you a Hickman fan? Are you a fan of his X Men run or his other stuff, or are you kind of uh, whatever with this series? Cause I know a lot of people kind of are starting to get like that as well. Uh, no, I'm actually a, a big fan of Hickman. Mm. Um, considering I know you were talking about like the Fantastic Four stuff, mm-hmm. and I mean theoretically, his Fantastic Four run didn't really end until the Avengers run. Yeah. No, not really. I mean, go, <laughs> I mean, if you go back and you read that entire, if you read F from where he started Fantastic Four through the Avengers, that was really all one giant story where he ended up with Secret Wars. Yeah. Yeah, like everything in his stories all connects with each other and it was all leading to Secret Wars, which is why it was so sad when they just didn't do anything with that. And like he's he literally gave you like a 10 year story arc and you did nothing with it. Um, though, and yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I'm like anything Hickman does, I'm, I'm, I'm at least going to check it out. Yeah. You know, it's at least he's got my attention. Well, I'm that one person that I'm not a huge X Men fan at all, but I've enjoyed the Hickman run on it so far. I've been reading it. It it takes a lot to get me to read an X Men book. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, I jumped into Hickman pool like a lot later than when he started, so I got the the Infinity. Um, little mini series, a six issue thing that kind of tied into I think some of the other Avengers. Uh, oh yeah, that and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and I remember talking to you about it, Cross, mm. and you were like, "Dude, you should check out Fantastic Four. His run on Fantastic Four is awesome." So oh, I picked yeah. that up, and then I got some of his Avengers stuff, and it's just awesome. I love his stuff. Yeah, he's he's still a date one of my favorite writers in comics. Like anything that's got his name on, I'll I'm I'm a fan of pretty much. I don't think yeah. I've read anything of his I've not enjoyed. I mean, not that other writers don't take the subject matter like super serious, but I feel like he really like cares and takes it super serious. Yeah, um, I think because he takes so much care with his writing in general, like he'll he'll literally mention something in a story that will seem so insignificant, and then like mm-hmm. three years later, it'll come back up and is like, is this major turning point of a story? Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, how did you do that? Like how? You- he literally has every meticulous thing planned, and I'm like, I don't know how he does it, but yeah. he, he does it well. That he does. Um. So yeah, just a couple of other pieces of news then, just to drop in. We've been getting a lot of stuff, kind of movie and TV shows, kind of getting mentioned. 
Um, a few that I just wanted to mention that Marvel, the MCU, is now seeking a new female director to helm Captain Marvel 2. Um, I think the main running person right now is Michelle McLaren. Okay. Um, she's well-known TV director and producer. TV credits include Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, Westworld, Walking Dead, and The Leftovers. And hmm. um, so... I, I couldn't even tell you what specific episodes of any of those shows she did for comparison, to be honest. That's just the shows I know she's worked on. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for a, a new person helming Captain Marvel 2 and see what they can do with yeah. it. And not surprised that they're trying to go with a new female lead because they're really trying to push getting more you know female, different ethnicities and yeah. all this different stuff involved in the pool for the creation of some of their movies. So the fact that they're really looking for a good female to helm captain marvel their main female hero um yeah i'm not surprised it was coming yeah yeah i think it's a good idea um and then we had two big streaming things being mentioned this week what well one of them's a big thing for me i don't know how it is for everyone else you may have seen me post it online is that percy jackson is finally getting a new <laughs> someone having a new run at him after those two awful movies and um, someone finally rebooted it and it's coming to Disney Plus. I am so excited. I love the Percy Jackson books, so I'm excited to see what they do with it. The first movie was a masterpiece. I don't care what anybody says. And we're ending Nitro's part of the call. <laughs> I'm with you, Nitro. I enjoyed the first movie. It I wasn't did, the man. book, but I enjoyed the first movie. Oh my I goodness. Full transparency, I never read the books, but I was like I was not expecting a lot going into the first movie and I was like, it was decent. <laughs> I didn't fall asleep, right? No, yeah. That's how I judge a movie. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That's a level we're judging movies at. Excuse me now. It's like, I did not fall asleep. Wow. So I don't think that's fair, though, because The Last of the Mohicans happens to be one of my favorite movies with Daniel Day-Lewis. And every single person I've shown it to falls asleep. So what do you do? (laughs) I think that says it all right there for your choices of movies, Nitro. (laughs) I'm going to end my call. I'm shook. (laughs) But yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of the books. Um, I actually read them only I only read them a couple of years ago. I got into the books. I actually read them to my son and got into the story, and it's phenomenal. If you are interested in comic versions, there are graphic novels now of the Percy Jackson stories also, if you want to check those out. Um, but yeah, I loved reading the books, so I'm excited to see what they do with it now um, as a show. Um, and then the other big streaming news that's coming out is um, another indie comic, Jeff Lemire's Sweet Tooth. Mm. Um, has actually been ordered for an eight-episode series on Netflix. And the production team doing it is actually going to be Robert Downey Jr.'s production team, Team Downey. Um, so yeah, I you tweeting about that, Cross. I don't know. I know nothing about that. Sweet Tooth. Yeah, Sweet Tooth's never really a book that I've read myself, um, but I do love Jeff Lemire's writing. And this book is like nothing but Jeff Lemire. So like, it is one I'm going to go and check out now prior to the show, and it's something that... I've, Jeff Lemire's writing and Robert Downey Jr.'s production teams involved, like, I'm going to go check it out. It's yeah, Those are two pretty good things for worth checking it out. Um, is it a book that you've checked out before, Philip? Have you know of Jeff Lemire's Sweet Tooth? And... Yeah, I'm. once again, I'm also a big fan of Jeff Lemire. Any of his stuff that he puts out, it's no matter how weird or strange it is, it always ends up being really good. And yeah. So Sweet Tooth is actually, I'm looking forward to it, seeing it on the screen because some of the some of the comic visuals, I'm sure that they will put some a lot of effort into to make sure it, it gets on that screen. So it should be pretty, pretty exciting to see that. Awesome, 
Um, and I don't. I gotta check it out. And I don't think we've got a release date for it yet, but it has. We just know that it has been ordered, so they should be starting production on it fairly soon. So we'll definitely keep you all updated on that one, and definitely go check out the comic. I know I am going to be as soon as I get some spare cash to go towards it. I'm definitely picking it up, and because I want to get on top of it. Because I've started to get into a lot more of indie stuff, and when people are like with big indie stuff, especially getting TV shows, I always want to go and check like the the source material and see like. How did the comic do it? I did the same with stuff like Lock and Key. I was reading Umbrella Academy before they dropped that. And there is. There's some phenomenal like indie books out there right now. There really is. Yeah. All right. I think that's it for our news, guys. Um, nothing else major, unless you guys know of anything else major that happened I've forgotten. No, I can't think of anything. <clears throat> All right. So we are now going to jump into talking a little bit more to Philip specifically. And so, Philip, I want to kind of hand Mike over to you at the moment. So, just for our viewers, just tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about who you are, and you know, you're the owner of Richmond Comics, a local comic store near us. How did you get into running a comic book store, and what's it like running a comic book store? So, yeah, so I'm Philip, and I do own Richmond Comics. Um, Basically, Richmond Comics was started in 1987. And I didn't move to Richmond until uh, 92. So I met the owner back in 92, and I began working there in 93. Unfortunately, I began working there as as this um, little small indie character, Superman, died. So Mm. that turned into be an interesting (laughs) way to start working in a store when everyone was scrambling for that. So um, when I started working there, I started doing computer work. I started doing building systems for the comic shop. Um, and then I just, from there, um, I became partner years later. And then um, probably about about seven, eight years ago, I ended up becoming a full owner of the of the shop and, and bought everyone out. And that's awesome. so that's how it's been. But I've been basically in the shop since 93, <laughs> but it started in 87. Nice. So you've been there for quite a bit of its life, really. You've been there pretty much bar the first few years. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. When the shop opened, it was basically a comic and skateboard shop is what it was. And so, (laughs) and so that was its first few years of its life. And then when I, when I started working there, it was a comic and dart shop. So, okay. And then we quickly moved away from that. And then been basically comics and gaming ever since. Now you guys, me now. you guys are in Midlothian. You're off of you're off of Midlothian Turnpike uh, near that 288 Westchester area, right? You guys just moved into a new location, right? Yeah. So we've been um, we we started off like way down at Midlothian and uh, the Pal Height back in like I said '87, and slowly moved moved that way out to Midlothian. So we've been in Midlothian now for 19 years. Okay. But uh, we did move in a location. We're in the like the where the Kroger is out in Melothian proper, right yeah. off Melothian Turnpike down at 288. But we did, we, uh, I basically moved, well, I didn't move my move it myself. We had a whole bunch of people to help us move. Yeah. We moved back in January and we basically doubled our size to about a 3,200 nice. square foot uh, store. That's awesome. Sweet. Yeah. I haven't been in there yet, obviously, because of the whole situation going on, <laughs> but yeah, I got to check it out. <laughs> Yeah, that was something I was going to ask you about is, you know, it's like heck of a time to move into a new, bigger location. 
you know, as they're moving to this new bigger location, and then all of a sudden quarantine hits, and yeah, was it that wasn't in my plan? <laughs> <laughs> Doubling my size, and then uh, quarantine hitting a few months later. Uh, believe it or not, that was not in my paperwork <laughs> when I had laid out my uh, 2020. That was in the business proposal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was nowhere in there was uh, to take into account a pandemic uh, about three months in. So that that was a different. A little side swipe there. No, so definitely. Can, you take, us, can yep. you take us through like a day in the life of what it's like to, to, to own a comic book store? Like, what does that look like? Like, you, you, you open the door, you unlock the door, and then from there until your time you're locking the door. What is that? What, what does a typical day look like? Well, on, an, on a normal day, not necessarily yeah, these day. days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the last two months has been a lot of sleep. Nah, it's just. Uh... <laughs> so on a, on a normal day, it's, you know, you do a lot of. Uh, even on a normal day, we always did a lot of cleaning. Um, we mm. always tried to, we, you know, we try to get in at least a half hour to hour early before we even open and clean the store. So it really starts way before we even open the, open yeah. the door. So there's a lot of that going on. And then you basically open the door and, you know, if it's not a Wednesday, which is usually, you know, new comic day on a normal mm. day, usually you take your time and go through the, your emails and stuff. Yeah. And then basically you're just kind of constantly, uh, you know, trying to either reach out to people or go through orders because there's mm -hmm. always orders coming in from people and you're trying to keep those up and um, then, you know, people come in and you're trying to help them. It's, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's a lot like you would think a normal retail would be, but there's so much to keep up with, with especially a store like ours where we keep, you know, you know, thousands of back issues yeah. and stuff and people sending in orders so you're always trying to keep all that straight mm -hmm. trying to keep your rack straight um trying to figure out like i mean this is pretty much every day what sold the previous day i mean you kind of yeah. have a list but you got to make sure that hey this says that i have three of these but there's none on the rack because people now move them all over the store so you gotta mm, find got all it. that stuff so that's i mean a normal day is is honestly just a lot of you know keeping up working with people and doing that now like a tuesday say we get our books in on you know normal we get our books in on a tuesday so a tuesday basically is all day prepping for mm -hmm. new books on wednesday yeah okay so that's how that goes i mean i know it's you know it's not overly exciting a, a day it's a, I, I find you know it a day in yeah. a shop but it's yeah. it's it's just a lot of stuff we're all we're getting hammered you know every day from either distributors or publishers about Hey, here's this book. Here's that book. Here's a PDF of a book mm -hmm. coming out three or four months out. What do you think? Yeah. And staying in that whole, you know, that whole circle. So that is, you know, that's another different thing about being a retail comic shop is you, know, you get, get publishers. Over, yeah. yeah, you get publishers that actually want to know what you say. You know, like working <laughs> a shoe store, Nike doesn't care if you like their shoe or not. They're going to sell it. So yeah. You know why come through but we get publishers who want because you know it's we're we're really if you think about it we sell their books but we're their marketing arm yeah you know, yeah. You know, you know like you, we, we talk about you know for you we, we talk about all these movies and tv shows and all that but you never see at the end of a movie or a tv show go visit your local comic shop for the yeah. for basically the source material and here's the source material so yeah they, they don't put that effort into it so they, it's really all on us to actually be the marketing arm for marvel and dc or any of these publishers out there yeah no definitely yeah and they should do that at the end of movies and tv shows but you know 
But yeah, we've literally. been saying that for a long time. Yes. <laughs> One thing I have noticed, though, I fu- I'm a so I went to school for illustration, so I'm a huge like I love comic books as a medium, but I really like comic book illustration. That's what I'm drawn mo- most to. So like I'll pick up comics based off just the cover or just the illustrations inside. That's how I got into Todd McFarlane's Spawn. I just I just love that stuff. Um, one thing I have seen is I follow a lot of um, inkers and pencilers and stuff like that on Twitter. Uh, and they've been doing a lot of like auctions. They've been doing a lot, a lot of live streams and auctions and stuff like that to help local comic book stores. So like, what is that? Have you guys like heard about that or anything like that? Yeah, a lot of the uh, and, well, Jim Lee was the uh, was the big one that started yeah. this with the uh, the BINC um, mm-hmm. basically charity, where a lot of the creators put up a lot of art for eBay auctions and stuff, and then it went all into to the Bink Foundation. Mm-hmm. And which allowed a lot of comic shops to basically apply um, for their area, and then hopefully get you know some amount of money that would be yeah. a little bit of a little bit of offset, mm-hmm. you know, for certain things during this time yeah. because of, of sales. So yeah, there's there's a lot of, I mean, it's as much as a, this community likes to, you know, argue and gripe with each other. When things happen, it comes together pretty it well. Coalesced. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah, it, it always is, and it's always been that way. It, it's it's a pretty funny um, industry how, like on a normal day, you know, we can sit here and whether it's retailer to retailer or publisher and publisher or even mm-hmm. creator to creator can sit there yeah. and argue back and forth. But as soon as anything happens, it's like we don't have time for that anymore. we got to come yeah. together and we help make everyone it out. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, man, that's fantastic that they're doing that. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's been phenomenal to see how, kind of like you said, that everyone's kind of came together for this. You know, and I think we talked about it a few episodes ago when we talked about, like, digital versus physical and when we were talking about, we kind of asked the question of, like, is this going to push forward the digital market of comics? You know, the fact of, like, everything kind of stopped dead. Right. And actually, by the time we got to doing that episode, so much stuff had came out, like, of this, of people, of creators wanting to help the local comic book stores, certain publishers wanting to... Yeah stop production or do something to help the local stores so that they didn't go out of business so that this could keep going and i'm like i yeah and it completely blew me away because i was right. like because i kind of figured like oh well this is it this is going to be you know movies have all went digital video games have all went digital this is what's going to kill the comic book store and we're going to go digital now right. and in fact the entire comic book industry did the exact opposite right. yeah and went no we're going to help the local comic book stores and it did it kind of took me by surprise i didn't expect that much of a of a turnaround on it well i don't this is i'm once again i'm i'm old so you know i look at book as a as a tangible as a tangible item and i and i think you saw the 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 book industry you know go through this um probably 10 12 years ago and it's probably longer at you know three months 10 years it's about all the same at this point Mm -hmm. But they went through this when, you know, everything like the Nook was going to take over mm-hmm. the all, you know, Amazon was going to take over with their electronic stuff. And it was and it was a novelty for a while and it still is for a group of people. But yet mm-hmm. now it's such a small percentage yeah. of their their whole publishing firm. I mean, Barnes and Noble almost went out of business because they put all their eggs in that basket. Yeah. And then like four years in, they were like, well, this was a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. This isn't working. <laughs> and yeah. And so yeah. I think you're, you're seeing the same thing here. It's each each person has a different entry of how they want to do it. And I think you're still seeing the majority of comic people. They're really into holding that physical copy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you know, we're collectors. Like who's going to care about when, 
you know, a first appearance of someone if everything's digital. Yeah. No one, no one cares at that at that point, and that's kind of not our culture as a no. whole. You know, even in even as a not just comics, but just everyone as a whole. You know, you have yeah. people who collect Pepsi. You have so it, or Coca Cola. I mean, you see Coca Cola bears everywhere. Yeah. So if, as long as you've got a basically a group of people, which is basically everyone on this planet who likes to collect something. Yeah. It's really going to be hard to go digital where, you know, games. Yeah. It's easier to go digital because you got the technology and it's a digital product to begin yeah. with. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I kind of look at, I kind of look at like comics, like going in and getting an actual physical comic is the same for me as like going to the movie theater. It's, it's like an, it's, it's, it's an entire experience you know like you're going to movie theater you're getting a popcorn you're sitting there it's in a dark theater it's not the same as watching a movie at the house even if it's the same movie oh yeah you're still gonna enjoy it obviously but it's a totally different experience it's a different experience getting a comic digitally than going to your comic store you know asking for hey i really like this is there something that you can kind of recommend flipping through old issues you know, feeling that plastic, feeling the paper. It's just, there's something, like you said, there's something visceral visceral about that. Yeah, there's just, there's something about that experience of walking into a comic store and nothing can be that experience of like randomly flipping through old back issues and finding like that one issue that you were either looking for or didn't expect to find. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I just, there, there's nothing that beats that pop when you're a comic book collector. Like, oh my goodness, I can't believe this is here. You know, it's, it's yeah. and you know it's like i've always amazed by the sales for comics like every year like you know we talked about it like video games movies and all that the digital stuff is far outselling the physical but every single year comic books physically are outselling digital like yeah and not just beating right. it like it is completely overshadowing it is and i think you're right i think it is our culture it's like the comic book community is as part of our community is having these physical issues mm-hmm. yep. and it's just a big part of it so we kind of transition from that then into talking about the the current quarantine situation then so what was your kind of initial reaction when the announcement came from like diamond direct that yeah we're shutting down all like production of comics during the quarantine situation there's going to be no new comic books for at least a few weeks at that time which has turned into a couple of months almost so i guess my my mentality on that may be a little different than others, but my first thought on that was actually this was a really good idea for this industry, mm-hmm. um, mainly because you had at the time when Diamond finally made that decision, you have to remember that um, state of California was completely shut down. Uh, Pennsylvania was completely shut down. New York mm-hmm. was completely shut down. Parts of Texas was completely shut down. And when you looked at the numbers, you were closing into over half of the comic book stores that's in the country was in those areas. Yeah. Yeah. And then any small shop, think about it. If you're getting an invoice that week with a bunch of books and you have no one to sell them to, then all you're doing is sitting on an invoice. And at the time you're like, it's if diamond's going to make me pay this. Cause I'm sure like Marvel and DC wanted to get paid. Yeah. You know, they've paid for printers. Diamond's paid for this. So they'll want to get paid. So I think it was actually a really good choice in that um, instance to basically kind of, tailor all that back and say okay we're not going to ship you anything that way you don't have this x amount of dollar invoice that you have to pay okay. um, whether yeah. it's whether it's cod or on terms i mean the shops are in a range you know some some shops are cod still if they're smaller shops or newer shops so think about it you get an invoice in this week and the 
UPS guy shows up and you got to cut him a check. Yeah. You yeah. know, how are you going to do that when no one can physically come in your store? Mm. No, definitely. That actually makes a lot of sense. And I've never really thought of it from that angle before, but yes, yeah, it kind of makes so a lot it, of sense. Yeah. So I think actually in that sense, Diamond has probably saved a lot of stores from going out of business. Um, if, if those stores were able to go and talk to their landlords and, you know, normal yeah. stuff and make it through this two month, which, you know, why wouldn't a landlord work with you? Because who else is going to move into that air space in two months if you yeah. can't pay anything? Yeah. So that I, I think that instance probably saved a lot of smaller shops, you know, in the country from going out of business than wouldn't normally have done that. Now, you guys are you guys are are, are you guys officially open now? Like, is there a capacity limit in your shop or whatnot? Yeah, so we actually, um, per our, you know, per our governor, we never actually closed. Okay. Um, we were, you know, we were retail, so retail was for us was considered, we wouldn't considered essential, but we weren't considered yeah. non-essential. Okay. So, cool. so basically, we've stayed open the whole time. Uh, very few customers, you know, yeah. would come in, but we stayed open mainly because so we could take in our shipments and stuff. But yeah, we've been limiting to about eight to ten people, okay. depending, you know, how it was. If it's if it's eight individual people, um, like it would be my manager, Tommy, and myself in there, so then we could take six more individuals. But yeah. then, like, if somebody had, like, a couple of their family members, we would, like, push the 10. But I think the most yeah. we've ever had in the store during this whole time was nine. Okay. Um, and that includes, like I said, my manager, Tommy, and myself in the store. So we've always, you know, kept it at that level. And everyone's been pretty good about keeping cool. the six feet and stuff like that. Yeah. So we haven't had any problems like that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I didn't. I honestly did not realize you guys had still been open through this. Like, Neither I knew you. I knew you'd been doing different stuff, like you know, advertising yeah. on social media. I'd seen a few different things, but I didn't realize you guys were actually still open. Um, yeah, we did. So we have. Uh, we never. We never actually closed. Like we didn't. We didn't do a whole lot of advertising that we were open. Like we have, you know, like sandwich board signs. We always put out the store and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But we. We quit doing all that. We wasn't encouraging anyone to actually yeah. come in the store. And if no one came in the store, we were fine. Yeah. Um, like I said, we had plenty of stuff to, to do in store, but we needed to be there to take shipments and keep things going. And then we had, you know, honestly, we had stuff that we've had in storage now for, say, 20 years. You know, in the last 20 years that we decided to take this time and go through. So we've spent yeah. a lot of time doing that. Nice. I would I would assume that this has kind of helped you get through some of your inventory that you were talking about that you had maybe backed up a bit. So that's that's really cool. Yeah, it's helped a lot. I mean, yeah. this is it's one of those things that you're like, man, if I only had the time to finish going through this, and lo and behold, something gave us time to. <laughs> we have a good two months. <laughs> we have a good two months to go through a through a, a few hundred comment boxes. So yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Awesome, um, and I kind of want to talk about some of the stuff that I've seen, some of the strategies that you've had during this quarantine, because. You know, because most comic book stores, especially ones kind of here in the Richmond area where we are, and curbside pickups kind of been like a big thing that every store's done. Like you can still get your comics, you can still get your, you know, your pull list. You can come and you know pick up stuff, or if you know there's something in store, we'll happily get it for you, bring it out to your car, you know, so that we can still sell it. But Richmond's kind of Richmond comics has kind of gone a, a bit above and beyond with a few things that have been very cool, like. I've seen you guys doing like live auctions for like comics and stuff. Yeah. You've done that a few times, and I've gotten to pop into those um, live Facebook and um, biddings, yeah. which have been cool. And 
you've made me wish I had more money to spend. I keep saying, oh, I want that, I want that. I don't have money. Stop looking, Paul. You can't, you know. Um, <laughs> Shut it off. <laughs> you know, um, I've seen you guys doing um, book clubs. You've been doing book clubs and discussions with stuff, which has been, which is phenomenal. I kind of caught that randomly in one of your social media posts that I didn't realize you were doing, which is, you know, so take us through a little bit of that then about some of the stuff that you guys have been doing with your customers then, uh, you know, beyond the usual so the, you know, a couple of the things we had already decided to do before the pandemic hit. So they were they were already in place. But what what they changed into after the pandemic was a little different than what they planned. Mm-hmm. Um, like we had planned to start doing some of the Facebook Live stuff, and I think we did like two, one or two episodes before um, the pandemic had basically shut us down. Um, mainly focusing on new stuff. But then mm-hmm. when the pandemic hit, we decided to shift a little bit and going back to the pre-mentioned stuff that we've had in storage forever um we basically brought that out and start started turning our tuesday night facebook lives into whatever we've gone through since the last facebook live to this one we'll put out there and for sale and so we kind of you know we've kind of priced everything and you know we're lucky enough to have a good a good customer base and a bunch of of, you know basically what we call our family that comes in and and shops with us a lot and and it was one of those ways that I actually actually keep them also engaged because a lot of them were, you know, were stuck at home too mm-hmm. and they couldn't get out or, you know, didn't want to necessarily. And so it kind of kept everyone engaged. So um, my wife and I started a Facebook live. We would just go run through the books. You know, sometimes I would have stories about the old book, sometimes not, but it would yeah. keep everyone engaged and then they would chat. And I think last week my wife was doing coloring pages on Facebook Live, like the middle of while we were doing sales, and yeah. like say, hey, you know, what color should I paint this or color this and stuff? That's and awesome. So it just, yeah, it just kind of keeps everyone engaged, and so they're really, you know, and that's really a big part of really what that is. I mean, the sales, yeah, well, I'm not going to lie, I'm a retail store, so the sales yeah. are nice, but the, the keeping the our our people engaged is what's a what's a lot better, you know, in that instance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, from both standpoints. I mean, just from the sales standpoint as well. I mean, it's literally something I've not seen any other like comic book store doing. It's like, and I follow quite a few comic book stores on social media and stuff to kind of keep up with what's going on. And I've not seen anybody like I've seen some do Facebook Live, but actually going, "Hey, here's some stock. Do you want this?" And like, and a lot of people are buying quite a bit of it. Quite a bit of it I see coming off the shelf to be put aside for someone. Um, yeah, so it's pretty good. It's a bit. It's been pretty good sales for us. Yeah, and then like you said, just connecting with that community. You know, you've got a community there, a family there. It's like who you want to still be engaged with, and it's it's a really smart way. It's something that not a lot of people have done. So I did want to commend you for that. It's it's something very unique, but it's something very amazing to see. And you do. You've got a passionate family that are there and who are involved, and just watching even the conversations on Facebook Live are phenomenal. Just so many people getting involved. Yeah, it's pretty good. And that's, you know, and then, you know, we took that and we were, we were already doing um, our Sunday morning, we do a Sunday morning show too at at noon where we basically kind of do a Richmond Comics weekend update where we were kind of using that time initially to say, hey, here's new books coming out, you know, previews are due or, you know, trying to keep it engaged. And then when all this happen it's like well what else can we do to bring in more people and just keep them engaged and we started doing you know creator interviews for the last yeah. you know five or six weeks and bringing different creators in every sunday morning doing facebook live 
and having them be a part of it, which is, you know, which has been nice for, you know, myself. But these are people that I usually, that a lot of these people I actually know. And so I would see them at shows when we would go to shows, but we're not doing shows this year either. Yeah. Um, basically. So it, you know, it gave us that time to, to connect and have a lot of fun with the creators. And then our, you know, our, our base has had a lot of fun with that also. Yeah, I saw a bit of the interview that you did with Mark Russell. That was that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark's a Mark's an interesting guy. Yeah. Uh, so I know you guys before the obviously before all this stuff happened, you guys had like events there too, like at your store. Like, do you guys have regular events like throughout the week scheduled? Like, um, thinking of like card events or gaming type things. Uh, well, actually, we got out of gaming back in April of 2019, so we okay. haven't done. We haven't done any gaming events uh, since then. We still do um, about once a month. We did uh, Pokemon, uh, learn how to right. play Pokemon. Yeah. But uh, as far as the other gaming, um, I decided to get out of gaming altogether and yeah. then trying to get over to the new store. But Makes sense. Uh, the, the one of the things that we did by getting out of gaming is we were able to bring in a lot of uh, all ages and young adult books. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's kind of what we did. We we expanded our all ages section about 450 to 500 square feet. Wow. And awesome. then then our young young adult is about a 300 square feet. So we kind of changed up a lot of that. And so to go back to your question, we started doing a lot of events around around those kind of things. Okay. Um. So we would do. We, there were things we were getting ready to plan to do, which hadn't come to fruition yet. But like once a month, we would do the book club. Yeah. Um, we had the book club once a month. Then we would do like in March, we we kind of did a our grand reopening sale, and then kind of threw our um, you know, thirty third anniversary in there with it, just because we wasn't going to be able to do it in June at the time, yeah. because we didn't want to do free comic book day and then do um, that. But of course, you know, all of that kind of fell through. Yeah. But we do like, we do random like sidewalk sales out front that we'll, we throw out there. We'll bring out a whole bunch of say two to $4 books and say, Hey, they're a dollar a piece. That's awesome. And things like that. Um, we do like little coloring stuff with um, the young young kids. We have like coloring pages in the back, so we'll do stuff with them like that. Okay. Um, but as far as like a you know giant events, uh, we really only do those about once a quarter, and those are just like big sales. And then we'll bring in um, we'll bring in a lot, lot of local artists and creators and um, vendors, and they'll come set up there with us and oh, that's and, awesome. And do all that. Yeah, that's really cool. Awesome. I mean, that's phenomenal. And it's awesome to hear kind of some of the ideas that are going on and hearing a little bit of the plans as well of what's, you know, hopefully to come for Richmond Comics when, you know, you do start getting a few more people coming in and you can actually start putting some of this into place. It definitely sounds awesome. And and I love that idea of expanding like the old readers and the young adult section in your store. That's just, that's still resonating with me because, um, you know, just speaking as a, as a father now with two young kids, it's like that's, it's something I would love my kids to get into, to be able to get into comic books and start reading and to know there is somewhere that, you know, we can go and check out stuff that's, you know, going to be for their age and that they can get yeah. into without worrying about the content being, you know, applicable for them. And, you know, it's nice to know there is somewhere just nearby we can go and get that because not a lot of comic book stores have that option or at least yeah. a, a wide array of that option. Yeah. And that's, you know, that was, you know, going back and, and saying that was really my, my big 
in the location we were in, it was fine. We were a fine comic shop. You know, we did a lot of single issues, a lot of trades. Our all ages section was probably a couple of cubbies and one rack. So it wasn't a whole thing, whole lot. And, you know, my whole purpose of moving to this new location was to take that that extra side basically and turn it into an all ages young adult yeah. um, section. And that's that was what my plan was. Cause that's, you know, once again, it's it's easy to bring in like for me us older readers to read comics and stuff but once again we got to bring in our younger readers too and the younger readers seem to be where a lot of and young adults seem to be where a lot of readings at i'm sure mm -hmm. if you have kids i'm sure you've heard of dog man and, and books like that and yeah the dog man book is the number one selling graphic novel basically in the country and it has been for a long time and it puts out more copies than anything so you've already got a place that we can start nurturing kids. yeah and so it's a big thing uh, with that. And, you know, everyone talks about like DC this, DC that, you know, DC started at all ages and a young adult basically lying um, over a year ago. Hmm. And DC's number one book over the last two years basically has been Diana Prince, which came out at the end of last year. And it's an all ages book. And yeah. within, within four or five months, they've already sold close to 300,000 copies. And a single issue wow. book isn't coming up, you know, coming close to that. So that's where a lot of a lot of people are, are getting traction now. I had no idea the market was that big for that stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. Like I I knew they would probably be selling well, especially just with the you know, the superhero culture becoming a lot more mainstream. But like I I had no idea that it was selling that much in that amount of time. Like kinda like you said, yeah. I've looked at some sales figures time and time and it's like yeah, single issues. Wish they could sell that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's no, awesome. I'm sure, I'm sure you've been asked this question a ton, but like, so when the when the comic book movie industry really took off, like maybe mid two thousands, late two thousands, did you see like, was there like a direct correlation in your patronage to your stores or interest in your store or anything like that? It, or what, what did you see any correlation? I guess no. There, there's to make this a really short answer, no, there's no correlation in any of this. So basically, um, basically, what Marvel's been doing for like the last thirteen years has been worthless then in terms of bringing in new comic book readers. Yeah, it's I, you know there's a there's a different group of people who go and see movie and who reads those books and yeah. once again without the advertising and you know you'll be you may not be surprised but you'll be surprised at how many people you know a month will come into your shop and they'll see say The Walking Dead on the rack and they go oh so they finally started making a comic off the tv show huh <laughs> and it's like well yeah but it took them 10 years to make a show off of a book that's yeah. been coming out you know so it, it's a lot of that there's no there's really not a lot of uh cross you know pollination there as far as the people all the because the comic fans are going to go see the movie yeah rather either to love the movie or find something to complain about or I to mean, totally it, rip it apart yeah, <laughs> right. there's i mean yeah. it's, we're, we're going to go see it regardless and it yeah. doesn't matter which way it is but it's the people who don't normally read that you're i'm not saying that you haven't gotten any new readers but you're talking like very little you know mm. very little percent to that is, is coming in there that's unfortunate man <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it is. and But that's, you know, we talked about earlier, it would be nice, and this is something that a lot of us have been pushing for a long time, is why does it hurt that, like, before an uh, end credit scene, does it say, 
just go see the source material and put up yeah. on the big screen. Here's you know the Infinity Gauntlet or yeah. you know World War Hulk. It's not a you know why why can't we do that? Yeah, yeah. You think they would because at the end of the day, doing that, especially for a company like taking like Marvel, who are owned by Disney, you know Disney aren't exactly you know against making money. Yeah. So surely putting something like that right at the end, especially during their credits when they know people are going to stay to see an end credit stinger. Right. Like exactly. putting something like that, like okay, that doesn't work. You don't make any more money. But what if it does? You yeah, may right. just happen to make some more money through your comic books. Exactly. It's like it, it can only do to make you more money. Surely, all you need to do is put another picture and some text up there. It's it's not going to cost you that much more, and you I might know, make some money off it. Yeah, yeah. They own that studio. It can't make them. It can't cost a whole lot, right? <laughs> I mean. You know, I mean, it's like, and Disney's never exactly been against making money. It's like they're kind of everything they do is about making more money. You know, they yeah. only make like so many billions a year. How dare right. they? It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I've never understood that. I've heard people, like, I've heard some like comic book YouTubers and stuff talking about that. Like, why don't, like, you know, like Marvel and DC, especially, like, when, you know, movies are coming out, especially like in the premiere week and weekend. Why isn't there like a free comic book rolled out to cinemas, like just with snippets of stuff to get people interested or something to grab people's attention? Yeah. Because you've got right. this massive market of people now who know who these characters are, who right. love these characters. You know, take the main character like from Marvel, Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Yep. You couldn't sell a book if, like you know a decade ago. No. No one cared about Iron Man until Robert Downey Jr. played him. And then all of a sudden, Robert Downey Jr. played him, and not only did he start selling books, but in Marvel, his character totally changed. And right. it's like, capitalize on that? Maybe? Yeah. No? Yeah, okay. Exactly. You know, it's like, yeah. why not? Why not just capitalize on it in a little way? But, you know, it's like, I guess that's the thing. Disney makes more money off the intellectual property they can make into movies than they do the comic books. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it from a Disney perspective, I mean, like a big corporation perspective, I mean, to be fair, Disney is about people. I mean, and they're kind of showing that a lot through this whole um, pandemic thing with the way they're controlling stuff. Mm-hmm. But when you're when you can make that much money off of a movie and you can make that much money off of selling a T-shirt or selling a toothbrush, yeah, you know, for Marvel Comics, eh, if it breaks even every year, they're ecstatic. Yeah. yeah, it's like they they don't they don't care. Like they basically went with Marvel Comics. Do what you want. We own the characters, which is yeah, why I mean, which is why they're now selling Marvel characters in kids' IDW comics. Right. Like, which I, I'm kind of like, you own a comic book company. <laughs> why have you sold these to IDW? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, at you know, in in a, in a way, that ended up being actually, I think, a a really good thing for the way Marvel runs itself when you look at it from a whole, um, because what that allowed them to do was to say, if you want to see all ages books, you go to IDW, and IDW has got your all ages brand, and from a so from a Marvel perspective, let's look at it from sales, like they consider anything. I, I'm speaking. From how it looks, it looks like now. No one's ever told me this, but if they sell under twenty thousand copies of a book, it's not a real successful book. Mm. So for what Marvel's putting out, what it's printing, it's not a really successful book. But that, if you let IDW put out your all ages books, it's only going to sell somewhere between eight to ten thousand copies. For IDW, that is a very successful book. Yeah. Yeah. 
and so it on the outside it doesn't make a whole lot of sense but from a corporate perspective it, it makes a lot of it makes a lot of sense on how you can can do that and from technically for me it doesn't I don't really care if Captain Marvel and Spider-Man is coming out from IDW or Marvel in that sense, but it does make it easier for me because I know if it says IDW on it, it goes in all ages section yeah. and not over with the standard books. Yeah. No, definitely. I just always found that was a really interesting marketing strategy from them was for them to like get IDW to do their all ages stuff. And but yeah, from what you're saying, kind of does make sense actually from their sort of business standpoint. Yeah, and Disney owns like, I mean, let's be fair, they own like five or six different publishing companies. It's not yeah. like Marvel and what they do with IDW is only just a little bit of that, you know, oh, yeah. high. You know, technically, um, you know, they owned a little bit of Boom really quick because once they bought Fox, Fox had a, had a hand in Boom. It was a small percentage, but it was. And so, you know, they have, mm. you know, all kind of little things like that throughout the industry. Yeah. So is there as so as comic book fans, Cross and I, and other, tons of other comic book fans of Richmond, is there anything that like we as fans can do to help support? Obviously, besides buying comics at your store and buying things at your store, help support our local comic book store. Uh, honestly, that's that's really about it right now. I mean, for yeah. any for any local shop you're going to. You know your books may not be out, but if you if you really want to support your store, no matter what store it is, I mean mm -hmm. it's there's a lot of good stores in the Richmond area. Um, I think Richmond's pretty blessed in that in that sense. Agreed. But if you if you go and talk to any of them, if you know you got books coming out next month, you know it doesn't really hurt you to go get a five ten dollar gift certificate for them this week if you can. Yeah. You know and help and help do that. And if they're going, you know, if they have any kind of events or anything like that, you know, support them by by doing that or following them on on their instagram or facebook or any social media stuff you know that that means a lot to those stores and, and reaching cool. out to them okay awesome yeah because that's that's something we definitely want to do is make sure there's options there to tell people like how to support the local comic stores is you know through this quarantine especially but just in general as well you know Local comic book stores can get overlooked sometimes, and it's like, yeah, go and support your local store. Go and support them and what's going on, because, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, we fall into that category of, you know, of entertainment, and a lot of times the entertainment world gets overlooked when you go through things like that, which is understandable. I mean, there's, you know, we got to look at everyone else, what they're going through and what their problem is, and we're just trying to be there for them and, and support our groups with, with what they have, and that's, you know, kind of with those sales and stuff like that. Um, and and even you know we talk about like with diamonds shutting down and stuff like that you know we have you know as a as a as a store we have many different distributors like we we deal with Simon and Schuster we deal with Penguin mm -hmm. Random House we deal with Scholastic so even throughout all this quarantine we've been actually getting new books every week that's awesome um, and so we just it's all really been on that young adult all ages section but we've been getting new books every week on that and we've had you know stuff where we've shipped out stuff to teachers mm -hmm. we've shipped out stuff to parents because there are new books coming out on that and it was just really the, the single issue books that was that was having a that was basically shut down because yeah. of diamond okay that's awesome awesome man and yeah just for anyone that's watching anyone that's checking it out if you're watching us on youtube later i'm going to be posting stuff in the 
the information section down there just about Richmond Comics itself and um, just to kind of check them out but also go if you're not in the area check out your own local comic book stores and I'll be posting stuff on social media as well guys just because yeah I think this is something really important it's something we want to do we're all part of the comic book community you know yeah. and yeah we kind of like we said earlier we need to stick together we're a close-knit community of stuff and you know if people and me we owe it to our local comic stores to keep them going you know, you guys do an amazing job, and especially when Richmond Comics, you guys have done an amazing job there. And can't wait to get into the the new location once we're, you know, maybe I'll come over and check it out. Actually, now that I know that it's open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on by. We're we're there. We're we're usually there. We're we're actually uh we're going to be closed tomorrow because we're doing that deep cleaning thing. But yeah, we we don't close often, but we're finally going to do one of those days where it's like, hey, we got new books coming in. We know people are going to start showing up on Wednesdays, so we want to make sure everything is uh is safe and and laid down to to make sure the more people you know can stay six feet apart and and do yeah. all those kind of those things tomorrow cross you and i might have to make a social distancing trip over yeah there together <laughs> definitely sounds like a plan sounds like a plan and and philip just speaking on that then just to kind of kind of you know going to the tail end of our conversation a little bit then so what's what's coming up with richmond comics what's the future holding for it what's the next few months because like as you said the stores open we're finally getting some new actual single issue comics they're coming out slowly but surely now it's you know we're starting to ramp up again a little bit so what can we expect with richmond comics is there anything in the next few months or uh it's, it's going to be tough to say um you know it's just you know our main goal right now is also to keep everyone safe and feeling comfortable through all this so you know we're not going to be running any kind of know big events or trying to draw people or large crowds um we still don't know anything about like free comic book day if that's going to happen this year or it's going to be later in the year so we're trying to kind of keep that you know that pretty much low-key we probably start we'll start doing our sidewalk sales again um probably near the end of june i would say as the Mm -hmm. comic stuff starts kind of ramping up so we'll start doing our sidewalk sales again. I'm, we'll probably keep doing our um, Facebook live sales on Tuesday. Um, actually, next week we're going to start doing uh, some cheaper uh, Instagram live sales. So we're going to nice. try that. So basically, it won't be the big setup that we do for Facebook Live. It'll probably be kind of like this: me sitting at a table with a bunch of five-dollar books. Yeah. and just popping them in front of the camera and laying them down and, and going that route. So we'll probably try that for some of our for some of our customers are only on Instagram or Twitter and not Facebook. So we want to try to, you know, they've asked us, hey, can you do something for us? And we're like, sure, why not? That's awesome. Um, so, you know, we can do that. So that's kind of that's kind of what we're looking at. And like you said, it is a it is a really slow roll. Um, you book ship this week. Marvel's not really going to start shipping until the 27th. Okay. But Marvel doesn't look like they're going to even really ramp up until July. Um, okay. They're only putting out six to they're they're putting out six to twelve books basically from now from now from May twenty seventh through the June so far, and no more. It's no more than like six single issues, and then Dang. like maybe six trades and hardcovers. So they're definitely doing a slow roll to make sure those books come out. Yeah. Um, some stuff is going to be a lot of questions. You know, a lot of people. You know, you'll be surprised at how many customers come into a shop and they stay completely away from social media. And all the news they get is actually from us. 
Mm. So they haven't learned yet that there's going to be eight Marvel comics that's going digital only to finish up the series, or wow. DC's got Jeez. two comics that's finished. They they have no idea that you know they're going to be able to that they're not going to be able to get the last issue of a book that they were getting yet. So it'll be a lot of those kind of conversations. Yeah. Um, over the next few months. Well, that's that's a heck of a way to find out, especially if you've been reading that book. To all of a sudden, like, yeah, it's actually finished. You need to go in like Comicsology and get it, yeah. and get the last yeah, few right, issues exactly. of it. Like, wow. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a little interesting, you know, on, on how some of that stuff is is gonna be handled and how some like some people just will roll with the, you know with how it is, and some people, you know, I, I'm not sure. Like, our, most of yeah. our customers are probably be be okay. Um, they may not finish the series. Um, a lot of people seem to be up. A lot of other people outside of our group, just on the internet, seem to be really upset with this. But I can start listing you in basically five or six series every year that's had one or two issues and never finished. So it's like we're just yeah. being different. Oh yeah, like there's so many like series that have just stopped dead. Marvel or DC have went. Yeah, it's not got the sales. Just stop it dead. Like, <laughs> what? Mean, Really? Eventually, we'll get the second second issue of that Bullseye series from Kevin Smith, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. That's that's still coming. You know, Jonathan Hickman's working with Marvel again. We'll see the end of his what was it? His Shield run. Shield. Yep. He he's already announced that he's going to finish up his Shield run from what? and what that was during what? why he was doing the FF. Yeah, I was going to say when did that last issue of that come? <laughs> you know, it only took like ten yep. years, fifteen years yeah. to get the end of that. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I mean. It's, it's not the best way to do things, but it's, I mean, because the book is actually done. Yeah. But, I mean, I can understand during yeah. this time, you know, because a it lot of sense. those books, yeah, a lot of those books, basically, if they would have printed them, were under, you know, 14,000 copies. Yeah. So, at that point, yeah. you know, do you, do you spend a lot of effort on a printer who's going to be overtaxed because now the printer is going to start back up. Some of them are still closed. Some of them are still in lockdown. So, you got to kind of pick and choose and you know, a lot of people aren't going to be happy, but at the same time, you know, it's we. I've never been in this situation, and so I imagine many other people haven't lived through a pandemic like this either. Yeah. So we kind of just kind of have to roll with it and see what happens. Roll with the punches. Yeah. 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 Well, th- I think that's it. it's such a unique situation. Like it's, you know, I know people are going to be, you know, a little angry at it, especially in you know comic book community. A lot of people are collectors. A lot of people want to get that full run of something, and it's like. Yeah, but we kind of had a global crisis that kind of stopped the world for a few months. Um, and if you really want to get to the end of that run, you know, like, go on Comixology. You literally can create an account for nothing and the comics cost the same. Right, yeah. exactly. So the $3.99 you spend in the local store, if you really want to pick up, just spend three ninety nine there and pick up the issue and finish the run if you want to know what happened. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like it, it literally won't cost you anything extra and then, you know, just go to the comic book store and do you know start your next series or your pick up your next book that you want from there yeah exactly like i said it's not like they're doing a lot of these things you know for long term everything that they're mentioning here is just the final issue and moved on and you know we were talking about this earlier one of the things that we're we're seeing and and i know i know marvel's seeing it uh they just they just put out in single issues uh, the uh the new jessica jones series Mm. and it was a di- and it was a digital only series before but what they're finding out is they can't they can't make the profits they make off of digital as they can on a print so they put that whole digital first series out in single issues and now a trade and it's yeah. become profitable for them and, and they're seeing that yeah. yeah 
No, definitely. And, I, you know, I think it's smart for them dropping a few things here and there that are digital only and kind of getting people's attention to, like, the digital market. Because there is, there is a digital market to... Yeah. Oh yeah. To the comic industry, but like in situations like that, if they want to see the profits, yeah, you're never going to see the profits, and at least not for a long time. Yeah. On the digital side of thing that you see in the physical comics, it's just, it's just the way kind of like we talked about the comic book communities. It's just one of the ways we are. Like there's right. some we want the physical over the digital, and you know, don't get me wrong, I've picked up digital comics before, especially you know, there's a sale on something in Comicsology. Oh, I could grab that. That looks good. Yeah. You know, it's like, of course you pick up certain things, but at the same time, like, if I could go and pick up issues or a trade, it's like, I'd rather do that. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right. I mean, I've I've not, you know, I I don't do it often, but I have also picked up some digital, you know, digital copies of items before. But a lot of times, if I mean, if they're going to offer me a free digital copy for something that I can go back to, I mean, I don't really buy them, but they offer free digital stuff. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, why wouldn't I? I'd be like, you know like if warner brothers go hey you can download these three free movies if you want well why wouldn't i i mean they're horrible but i'll still download them because they're free. Yeah. yeah they're free yeah. like you're never going to turn down something free and they actually do that's the thing they do that in there as well sometimes like i think i got like a whole like first volume of an iron fist story where the whole yeah. volume was like free for a day and i'm like yeah sure dang i'll take that yeah. like, the entire trade i'm like yeah give me it for free of course i'm going to do that yeah it's you know the digital stuff is it it's not as bad as a lot of people want to make it out to be. Um, it, it doesn't bother me at all. It's the same. It's the same as everyone, you know, I'm sure you've read out there. If you go, if you go on any social media, you've probably seen people like, especially retailers, like just have a conniption fit over these books going into Walmart. But I don't see anything but, but positive things coming out of what books they're putting currently in Walmart, because it's, it's a good set. It's some new stories. And then you, you see a different crowd that's going to those Walmarts, and then it, they'll pick them up, and then they'll go into a comic shop if they want more. Mm-hmm. You know, if they don't yeah. want more, then that's all they're going to get. But I was never going to, you know, for, for all intents and purposes, I was never going to make that sale. Yeah. You know, not, no, it's not like... one person that buys that book was really going to buy it for me to begin with because it was basically a buy while they were at Walmart. Yeah. Now it gives them the option to come into my store because it, at least in those books, they are doing the comic shop locators and stuff like that. So it, it to me, it kind of helps us out as a whole. No, definitely, and that's and that's the thing. Like you kind of said, there is like that was never a customer that you were going to initially get. Like, is literally the comics are at those racks at the end when you're checking out, and you you know you're stuck in the queue, and you start looking at all the stuff that. You know, they're trying to give you as you go out the door. Like, oh, there's a Superman comic. Oh, there's a, you know, a Batman. Oh, yeah, I could check this out. And and that's the right. thing. That's a, that's how a lot of kids got into comics. Was like yeah, going, to the exactly. lo- going to the local stores and like and the comics were there and they picked them up while they were at the grocery store. And, you know, that's, that's not a thing now, which is kind of like, but that's how a lot of people got into comics. Was like, oh, yeah, that's a starting thing. Like, okay, I need to go somewhere and find out more of this stuff. I really like yeah. this. And you know i i've never had an issue with it we're releasing these specific things for walmart i'm like surely that can only be a good thing though yeah yeah that's the way i've always looked at it it could only be a good thing to, to get more out there i mean it's you know as a whole there's only about 2500 comic shops which is a which is a good you know it's a it's a good number of shops when you look at i mean we're all pretty much independent but it's a good mm-hmm. number of shop when you look at hey there's i think over like 5000 walmarts in the country 
uh, three thousand, a little over three thousand is your standard Walmart size. You know, same yeah. with like Targets and stuff like that. But you know, so we we can compete on compete with them as a whole on these books, but they're not looking to compete with us. They're just looking for a little niche yeah. to give their you know someone else something else to buy. But if if they get them put in there, it, to me, it can only help us in the long run and more exposure. I mean, it's you know, it's you, you would think in this day and age and being in the shop all the time you hear everything and we, and we legitimately had someone come in the shop like right around christmas time and his comment to me was that i didn't even know these were a thing anymore and it's like well yeah. how, how is that you know how is that even a, a thing in this day and age with the movies and everything else you're seeing but it's still out there people are people are intrigued every time they come into my shop for the first time and say they still make this like, yeah. and, and even Archie, they'll pick up an Archie. They still make, yeah, they still make Archie. It's still a thing. Yeah, yeah and that goes. That kind of goes back to what I was saying. Like, just going into your local comic store, it's it's like an entire experience. You know, seeing all the comics up on the wall and seeing the the long boxes that you can flip through and the drawers that you can pull out. It's just you you got to if you've never experienced it, you got to experience it. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's a, there's something about going to a comic book store and. You know, I've frequented Richmond Comic many a times. You know, it's like it's, it's literally not that far from me. It's like it's I frequented it many a time, even just browsing. I mean, we were there just you know speaking of like free comic book day. That's where we went last year, free comic book day. We were yep. at Richmond Comics, and yep. you know, it's just there was so much variety. And there's just something about going to that local store and being there. And you know, it's like these big stores aren't trying to get that niche market. You know, yeah. and like Walmart yeah. selling if Walmart sells a Superman comic, I'm like. Are they selling it anywhere else? No, this is only here in Walmart. Are they stopping the other Superman comic that was running that's going to the local comic stores? No. Then how is this an issue? If you want to buy Superman that you were reading, just go to the comic book store and pick up Superman. You don't... They're selling it in Walmart. Well, if you want to read more Superman, there's another option for you. Exactly. And there was, you know, there was a lot of complaints on those two and about initially, because, you know, when DC started first doing that, they were putting people like Tom King on Superman and Bendis on Batman. And, you know, because there was, they were, you know, reprints of stories. And then it was like one new story in each issue that, that led to a larger story. Hmm. And people, and people were kind of like, well, why would you put like Bendis on this book if that's the answer? Well, my answer to that was, well, if you're trying to get a new group of people in there, why would you put your worst writer yeah. on a book? Yeah, yeah. Like, I would want Tom King or I would want Bendis on a book that you're trying to get someone hooked on. Mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't want me writing that book yeah. to, that to just say someone's going to buy it and read that yeah. Batman story and go like, well, this guy, this is horrible. All the books must be that way. You know, well, yeah. so when you're when you're doing those new stories, let's let's put the good people on, put and that's what they did. Yeah. I think that's it though. There's a two side to that because it's like you've got your average like Walmart shopper who, oh, they were going to pick up. Oh, there's Batman. I'm going to go pick that up, you know, and check that out. So you've got a good writer on that. So you've got a good chance of them, you know, reading that story and wanting to read it. But also, right. just in case they're a big comic book fan, like, wait, Brian Michael Bendis writing Batman? Right. Yeah. Exactly. We've never seen it. He's a massive name. What better way to get someone to check it out? Oh, there's a Batman story from Brian Michael Bennett. I want to see what his Batman looks like. I want to see what Tom King's Superman looks like. I'm going to go check it out because I've never right. seen that. Right. You know, and, and so that- you know that's how they that's how they did it. And like I said, it's it's mainly mainly for to me it was mainly for the people who's never seen the book. They actually most people who's re- who read the Walmart stuff probably didn't know who Bendis is. Mm-hmm. They don't know who Tom King is, but 
when they read the story, it doesn't matter because it's going to be a good story regardless. Yeah. And so it makes them want to read more books. So that's that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That can only be a good thing. You know, and it's awesome to hear you saying that as well because like, I, I think that getting more comic books out there cannot be a bad thing for the industry. Getting more people yeah. aware of comic books and the fact that they still exist. Like you said, people don't even know like these things still exist. I'm like, yep, and they're doing pretty well. Like, yeah, you know, I think I blew that. Yeah. Like my my wife's uncle I was talking to him. He used to read comics when he was younger. Like he loves the Marvel movies. He used to read, like he loved Doctor Strange and stuff. And like and telling him like, yeah, they're still going. They're still doing well. And you know, these they're still around as they were. They're not just intellectual properties for movies there's still comics going with phenomenal writers on them as well so one of our followers adds um on our stream he said when you step into a comic book store you're not just entering an average store you're entering the world that you grew up in i agree yeah yeah, absolutely. I, yeah there's I, something nostalgic about it that's what that's what yeah well I, you know for and once again that's probably too much information here but like for myself growing up i i grew up in georgia i'm not originally from virginia here and you know, I grew up in the middle of nowhere. So, mm -hmm. I mean, when I say nowhere, I legitimately mean nowhere. Yeah. And so, for me, my role model, my first role model that I ever remember is Spider-Man. And yeah. you, you just can't ever get beyond that. And I couldn't. I never could get beyond that. So, mm -hmm. like, Peter Parker, well, more Peter Parker than Spider-Man. But, yeah. you know, so that role model has basically what has shaped my love for comics and reading, you know, through that. Like, that's yeah. how I learned how to read was a back of a cereal box and yeah. comics is how I learned how to read. And then I, those role models, and as you get older, and if, you know, you get kids into that and see stuff, it, it's just, right, it just becomes a part of who you are. I remember, um, so my cousin had a long box of comics, and most of them were X-Men, the Jim Lee run, um, his illustrations back in the 90s. Uh, and I was like, and he gave them to me, and I was like, this is awesome. So I was flipping through them and stuff, and then I was like, man, I really want to go to a comic book store locally. And there was, there was a store near me. It was called Dave's Comics back in the day. And I remember I was little, and I walked in, and I don't know who it was. It was either one of the employees or one of the uh, or the owner. They had set up like um, an illustration station, and they had a, a drawing desk and everything like that, and they were working on a panel for a comic, and they were inking it, and I was like. I was just like fascinated with it and i remember that it made like such a mark on me and just it's it's awesome it's just a nostalgic feeling walking over oh yeah absolutely i mean like growing up i never got to really go to comic book stores growing up in scotland like i i would grab comics usually at low you know at local stores that i could find them at there was wasn't really a comic store and I think I went to one comic store when I was a kid and it was literally this dark little room practically with all these long boxes. It wasn't a place I wanted to stay for a long period of time. Yeah. <laughs> but like what <laughs> but when I finally got to like actually go to one, I remember it was in Glasgow and it was um, Forbidden Planet it's called. And there's a few of those stores all around the UK and I mean literally you walk in the store and it's like a hallway, practically. Yeah. Like it opens up and it's a long way and it was like a rack of books in the middle, so you had like two sections and you went in this side and you would walk back up this side if you wanted any trade you would go to the further back bit which was even more cramped um, yeah. and it's like but walking in there it's like I mean my mind was just blown at all this stuff look at all these comics look at all these like superhero t-shirts look at all these statues look at all these it just completely blew me away and it's like there's something about like growing up with that stuff and feeling that stuff and then you walk into a comic book store and you're like 
it's almost like I don't have to hide who I am that much, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, in a normal conversation, I I hide who I am with comics because people wouldn't <laughs> people wouldn't talk to me otherwise. I literally don't stop. Yeah. Right. Like, if someone brings up something to the comic book, you can almost feel the wife looking at you from across the room, like, don't, <laughs> don't do it, you know? I'm like, I'll, on the chest. Yeah, it's like that. It's like, just don't, just calm, you're fine, just... <laughs> You know, it's like if I went into, co- I mean, that's part of the reason of starting this podcast. Like, I can literally yeah. just let it all flow now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like walking into a comic book store and knowing I don't have to hold that back. Everyone in here is just as big a geek, just as big a freak of this stuff, just as into this stuff and obsessed with it as I am. And like, there's something very freeing about that. Like, I can react. Like, I think I remember freaking out. Like, um, even just last um free comic book day when we went to Richmond Comics. Like I was able to finally get it. Like I, it was um, Chip Zdarsky's Daredevil run, and I absolutely loved the covers they were doing for it. We Nitro and I talked about them many a time. Oh yeah. And I've actually got it up there now. The number two one is like I'm absolutely. I just saw that and I'm like I need to find this comic. I need to get it. And I found it in Richmond Comics there, and like, I remember literally freaking out when I found it. Like, oh my goodness, I finally got it. This is going up in the wall. And I'm like it's okay to walk in and be like that and be that excited about a find or like when I found the the Green Lantern um, Green Arrow one that's got Speedy like you know shooting up on the front cover and um, I found it at a Comic Con and, like, and I literally like started following a guy I saw it at the top of a stack of comics he was carrying back to his table and I literally turned around and started following him until I could get to his table and like but it's like it's okay like everyone there's acting like that and it's like it's yeah you're allowed to be yourself you're allowed to come in and just be this is me and they're like awesome that's me too yeah you know it's like i, I think in the comic book community you don't get that anywhere else uh yeah you're right you don't you don't see it anywhere else i mean most most shops they're all i mean we you know, we consider it all like a, a safe haven um mm-hmm. basically um nowadays because you know any anyone and anybody is is welcome in the shop and you're we want you to be who you are because you know that's that's who we are yeah you know no matter what there's there's you know we look at everything from a book perspective and that's like you talked about with the speedy thing it's everything is about that book and no matter what kind of character or what kind of person we've read about them we've had felt you know some kind of emotion over those kind of characters and that basically encompasses everyone yeah so anyone who wants to come into your shop is a, is a part of that if, if they're reading that then, then no matter what they're a big part of that no, absolutely, absolutely, and yeah, I think local comic stores play an amazing role in that, and they don't often get the credit they deserve for it as well. You know, they don't often get the credit for the role they play in the comic book community because I think without them, it honestly our community would suffer greatly for it. Yeah, you know, it really would, um, and you know, we're thank you so much for the job that you do running Richmond Comics is one of the comic book pillars in the <laughs> in the Richmond community is. Yeah. You know, it's a phenomenal store. It's run really well, and honestly, cannot wait to get back into there and to check out the stuff. Especially now, I know about all the all you know, ages reading stuff. I'll definitely need to come in and check some stuff out for the kids. Yeah, like I said, yeah, it's there. Yep, it's all there. Did you um, did you want to plug any of your social media or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you want to plug any of your stuff? Social media, plug the store, whatever you want to do. Phil, go for it, and we'll uh, be plugging it as well for you on our social media too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, if you want to check out uh, new what new books are coming out every week, you can go to richmondcomics.com. 
Um, you can check out our Facebook page, which is just at Richmond Comics, along with Instagram is at Richmond Comics, and then Twitter is the same way. We're always uh, posting every all new books up there. We're posting um, books that come out on Tuesdays. Uh, we're doing our Facebook Live sales every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Um, we have book club once a month on the second Saturday of the month at 4 o'clock. Um, you can join our group there, which is Richmond Comics Book Club. Um, so be a part of that. And we also have a another Instagram page called The Watson Review, which is where my my Pitbull Watson reviews books every week. And, and uh, so it's kind of a, a, a separate social media, but it's tied into our page where we, we do all of that. So I've seen him photobomb some of your some of your videos. That's awesome. Yeah, he, he, he comes in. He comes in a lot of the videos. We, we have him hanging around, but he's he's actually more famous than uh, than we are. So that's hilarious. He, yeah, that's he, awesome. he, has, he has way more followers than, uh, than we do. Um, it's kind of interesting. But it's that's that's been a pretty good endeavor, and you know we didn't we didn't necessarily tie Richmond Comics directly to that mm-hmm. as as far as we just wanted to get other people to let us review their stuff and not necessarily be hey we don't want just a, a bookstore doing it yeah. so doing that but it's but it's worked out really well you know having that tied into we externally tied into Richmond Comics where he makes his appearances at Richmond Comics and then yeah. we'll make an appearance sometimes like on his <laughs> yeah like a like he was he, we, he was basically our interview uh, last Sunday on our uh, nice weekend update show just because it was Mother's Day and yeah. so we had him we had him on our on our show for that so that was, that That's was pretty awesome. neat yep that's awesome so yeah definitely check that out as well and <laughs> check out Watson and his reviews that's that's phenomenal. I love the fact he's got more followers on Instagram than Richmond Comics. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, he All does right. well. Well, I think that's it for my questions. Did you have any more questions, Nitro? Um, I did have one. It's probably a dumb question, but if you could recommend any book, one of your favorite books, non-top two, non-DC or Marvel, indie comics, maybe that so, you're reading right now, what would it be? If you have only one recommendation. If I only have one recommendation, everyone should read Strangers in Paradise by Terry Moore. Strangers in Paradise. Okay. I'm writing all this down. I have like 48 recommendations since we started talking. So, Strangers <laughs> in Paradise? Strangers in Paradise by Terry Moore from Abstract Studios. Yeah, see, Nitro will get you reading all the indie books in no time. I'm telling you, man. I'm way behind. Like, way behind. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can hook you up on a bunch of indie stuff if you ever need to... Yeah, I might be reaching out because yeah. I, I want to yeah. kind of expand my horizons. So. I, th- I think we'll be bringing them into Richmond Comics as soon as we can to get into some of the indie stuff. And yeah, for real. You know, there's some because there is there's some phenomenal titles out there. Yeah, there's there is actually, and you know, I, I know you're trying to kick me off the air, but that's <laughs> well, really the, that's really the big issue right now is a lot of people talk about the number of titles coming out, and it's mm. really it's the number of titles coming out because everything is really good. Yeah, and so and so everyone's fighting for a spot on the shelf, and so there is too many titles coming out, but there's really very few bad stuff, okay. and that's and that's where everybody runs into a, to an issue. Oh yeah, I mean there's some phenomenal stuff. Like I've I've started getting into the indie stuff a lot more recently, and even just like running through reviews of stuff, like oh that sounds really good. Oh, that story sounds really good. It's like I do not have time to read all these books. Yeah, I like you know even just some of the ones that I have read. I'm like it just they've blown me away the, the writing that's in them is just so good the artwork is so good and I'm like there's this great push now of like Marvel and DC are not the only corner for comic books and I'm really glad for that because 
I mean, even like a few weeks ago when we spoke with M. Lewis Souther who, you know, wrote Villain Seeking Hero, um, just even like in the indie stuff of like, if you love superheroes, on the indie stuff, there's so many superhero books that are just so right. different than what Marvel and DC are writing. So it's like, it's not that I don't love Marvel and DC. I'll always be love Marvel and DC. I'll always... I'll right. always be checking out what they do all through their their highs and their lows that they go through and you know but there's so much great stuff in the indie scene there really is yeah there's there's a ton of stuff I and mean, there's a lot of good publishers um probably our, our i mean honestly our number one book last year for 2019 at the shop was uh once in future by boom studios um we sold I've... more copies of number one than we sold any other book last year I have not had a chance to check that out. Yeah, I've seen it online, and I'm like, it's one that I definitely want to pick up. It just it sounds like a really great story. I've heard a lot of great stuff about it. Yeah, it's great. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I may be popping in to talk to you and get some indie recommendations as well, because there's Absolutely. definitely a few. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for this conversation, Philip. This has been absolutely yeah, really awesome. It. And thank you so much for yep. popping in. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I've enjoyed talking to both of you. Oh, thank Absolutely. you so much. Um, yeah, so definitely, if you are in the local Virginia area in the Richmond area, go and check out Philip's store, Richmond Comics, and go and say hi to him. And and yeah, just check out some of the amazing stuff that's going on there. If you are not in the Richmond area, then definitely go and see what local comic book stores are in your area, because I, I fully will, you know, want to let you know they will appreciate the support. They will appreciate the support from you and the stuff that's going on wherever you are. All right, and. Um, so I think that's it for the interview. We do have a little plugging for our giveaway. So if you need to head off or anything, Philip, you can more than welcome to do that, or you can hang around while we do our. We'll let everyone know about our giveaway. Absolutely up to yourself at this point. Yeah, I'll probably uh, just pop off and let y'all right, cool. finish up what you have to do. Once again, I appreciate it and thanks for thanks having me. No problem at all. Thank you so much, Philip. Take care, dude. Have a good day. All right. Dude, that was awesome. Yeah, so that was phenomenal. Um, massive thank you again to Philip, just shouting yeah, it out really on our podcast. He was phenomenal. It was so Super great nice. to have him. Oh yeah, a lovely guy, and I, I desperately want to just. I've got stuff to do and take take care of the kids today. All I want to do now is just go along in Richmond Comics. I know, dude, for real. I had no clue that they were open this whole time. No, no I had no I idea. I, I knew they were doing like curbside. I knew they were doing stuff, but I had no idea they were open. I'm like, I just want to go to Richmond Comics now. I need, I need a comic fix. Alright, so all of you lovely viewers, Comic Clan, who are still with us, you have waited patiently through the whole interview. So I know, cause I know you've been waiting for us to talk about it, and I put it at the end completely on purpose. Because, of course I did, because as soon as I tell you how to win a giveaway, you're not sure. going to stick around, you know? It's, it's just business, that's what you do. Like, stick around and watch your stuff, I'll tell you how to win things. Um. So you may have seen it. I'm going to attempt to bring it up on screen. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I can share my screen because I got an updated version if you want. Okay, you can if you want. I was going to bring up what I had just so I didn't, you know, cover up your lovely face. But if you want to change it, that's oh, absolutely fine. People don't need to see my mug. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wait for Nitro to bring it up. So our very own Nitro, who is now to my now to my right, but I'm I, I always get muddled up because the cameras like reverse everything. And uh, who's on my right? Oh, that is looking so nice. Oh, that looks so good. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I know you're you're gonna be excited about this guy. Um, this guy. 
That's good. I've, I, I kind of want this for myself. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but don't I'm worry. I'm not done yet. I've still got quite a few Batmans to do. Oh, I'm yeah. But like Batfleck in there. So what do you do? What do you do? Yeah. So how many Batman have you got in there so far? We, zoom so out we have 20. And there's going to be about 30 on it, you said? Yeah, it's going to end up with 30 on it. So the poster is going to be 16 by 20. Yeah. Okay, so this is an amazing... Um, can you zoom in on the Batman a little bit? Yeah. Just to see them all. Oh, back up a little bit so we can see them all. There. There we go. Just so we can let them see who's on there. Um, so as you can see, this is an amazing original piece from Nitro that he's been working on. Um, doing the bus of various Batman from different people who have worn the cowl, different universes that have um, had the cowl, um, different outfits that they've worn in different universes, different eras of him, you know, from like TV Batman to movie Batman to Flashpoint to Red Sun to White Lantern and Green Lantern to the OG, the OG, OG Batman's Batman. in there, the um, Azrael Batman suit, Batman Beyond, that freaky purple and red one that I can never remember where it's from. Which one? Bottom oh, middle. Yeah, that's the um What one was that I, again? I forgot what his name was, but it is really weird and I don't know. Yeah, it's an alternate universe one, but I'm I'm really glad you got it in there. Um from like the current Batman um in the comics to <clears throat> we have so many versions of Batman on here and there's still another um ten to go on it. He's got twenty on here so far and he's got another ten to join him, so there'll be thirty in all. Zur and Ah. Zur and R is the name. Zurin R Batman. Batman Zurin R. That is cool. Um, so we are actually going to be giving this away. We are going to be giving away this to a lucky member of the comic clan. And we had a, we had a conversation for quite some time trying to talk about what we felt was the best way to do a giveaway. Um, because we we talked about ideas of like should we just do like marbles on stream again like we did when we did the Gamer Grind giveaway? Should we and do a raffle thing should we do it to like some first person to hit like three month or six month sub um but we wanted to do something special because this is an amazing original piece this isn't just like a normal giveaway sort of thing that we're giving away this is this is a a, a pretty impressive thing nitro has spent a lot of time into this so for anyone who wants it i think there has to be a little bit of effort for it so we have decided that this is going to be given away at the end of June and it's going to be a raffle draw um, or basically names picked out of a hat but the only names that are going to be able to be part of it are people who are subscribed to Comics in the Cross Twitch channel by the end of June so like when it hits June 30th whoever is subbed to the channel I'm going to take note of those names and then the following podcast that comes after that we will be doing the giveaway we will do. Yep. We will pull names out, and we will do the giveaway, and you will get a copy of this. This exclusive. Just for, just for size comparison, it's a sixteen by twenty, so um, yeah, it's a good big torso size. It's a, it's yeah. a big poster. It's a yeah. big poster. This is a big thing. This isn't just like a little, you know, tiny sheet of like characters he's giving you. I mean, Nitro's put a lot of work into this. He's been working on this for weeks. He's posted mm -hmm. it in Discord. We've been posting it online to let you guys see it. But we felt this was an important piece to give away, but we wanted to... It was one of those pieces that requires something from you. We don't usually ask that of the comic clan community, but like as far as I'm concerned, this is like an artist giving us a piece of work to give away. Fair enough, the artist is one of the co the hosts for this show, but Nitro, you've seen the work he's done. He's done 
the comic clan, uh, the comics Necros logo. He's done all the stuff, all the the sub badges, everything like that. Anything that's art wise for this, the headers. If you go down below where we're talking right now, all the headers in the info section, everything like that. He's done all of it. He's a phenomenal artist, and he deserves to be treated as such. So I don't want to just do like a random, yeah, give it away to whoever. It's like we've had a, and we've had a lot of interest in this piece as well. We've had a lot yeah, of people yeah. saying they want a shot at this. Absolutely. So, I think that's fair. I mean, a piece like this. What would you, you said? We were talking last night. How much would a piece like this usually sell for? Probably like forty bucks, thirty, forty bucks. Thirty to forty bucks. A sub on this channel. If you use Twitch Prime, you can literally sub to our channel for free, and that still counts. Or you can sub as a tier one sub, which is literally four ninety nine. So you could literally pay like forty bucks for a piece like this, or you could pay four ninety nine and a chance to walk away with it. And hey, if you're the only sub at the end of June, you get it. Yeah, I I think that's a fairly good chance. And like, and just to give you an idea, like you know, we're trying to get more people to sub. Obviously, yeah, I'm not going to hide that. That's something we would love to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but right now we have two subs to the channel. <clears throat> Those subs are going to. You know, which is amazing. We love having, yeah. you know, it's like, and that's Bob and Bat. We're absolutely amazing, like, you know, subbing to the channel. Those subs are going to run out by the end of May because we wanted everything to be a fresh start for June. Because mm-hmm. that was one of the reasons we didn't do first person to hit a three-month sub because, like, even if everybody subbed, like, Bat and Bob have already got a month head start on that. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't think that was fair. I wanted to give everyone an even chance. So for June... And it lasts for a month. Like, subbing lasts for a month. So if you sub during June, the sub will last you through. It's automatically on there. And if you really wanted to, you could sub for more than a month. But... Yeah. <laughs> you sub for more than a month, definitely. The more subs you get, you get a cool little badge next to your name. And they get more cooler the more months you add on. And um, sub for a year, you get a Batman one. So yeah, there's a Batman one coming. There, and it's pretty sick. Um, so yeah, that's the giveaway we wanted to do. This is a giveaway, and it's an opportunity for everyone. And... I know everyone's like you know going through financial times right now, but if you really want a shot at this, four ninety nine isn't a massive amount. It's like you don't need to do like a tier two or a tier three sub. Um, so it has to, it can be just a tier one sub, and you qualify for it. So I want to just let you guys know about that. We're going to keep pushing that out there. And it's the poster's still a work in progress. Uh, I probably need just a couple more weeks to finish, but it will definitely be done by the end of June uh, once we announce our winner. Yeah, so. and that also means that you get a chance to see the full poster and see what it's going to look like. But, I, yeah. I mean, from what you're showing us, dude, the 20 Batman bus you've got on there, they look pretty sick, man. That looks yeah, it's awesome. Look awesome. I'm excited. Um, I appreciate it. So, yeah. Um, also, as well, just to kind of plug it as well, um, I plugged our merch store earlier. If you want to go to our merch store um, and see more of Nitro's art, the poster that a lot of people thought was pretty sweet for our um, Square Go last Sunday is available on there for purchase now. It's at $19.99, which I thought was a fair price for the poster and the size it is and the amount of work that Nitro put into it. I thought that was a fair price for it. Yeah, and I'll, I'll probably be keeping, I'll, I'll probably keep putting stuff out there and into our merch store. Just um, if you want to see any specific character or, or set of characters or anything like that, just pop in our Discord and have a chat with us. You know, we'd love to do that. Yeah, let us know. And here's a question for all of you as well. It's like if you, because we've we're been talking about it for a little bit, would you be interested in seeing an art stream? Um, either just Nitro doing the art stream and talking himself another time of the week or we can even do it on a Sunday like this 
Um, is yeah. one of the podcasts, and we can have conversations, talk about comic book news while he's drawn. That's and, a good question. Ads. I don't know if we've thought about that. <laughs> we've not really thought about it. As far as I'm aware, we're doing it worldwide. Yeah. I don't see. I don't see a reason not to, because it's a poster yeah. we're sending. It shouldn't be too much. To because like shipping, usually the issue is the weight and where you're shipping it to. It's a poster. I don't see that being a massive. Yeah, it's like five or six ounces. Yeah, I don't see that being an issue. So ads, if you definitely want to go for it, then yeah, we'll, let's yeah, put it this way. Cool. If you want to sub and get your name in that hat and you win it, I will find a way to get it to you. Even if I have to like send my parents back with it whenever they visit <laughs> and get them to ship it from Scotland to you, then I'll do that. I'll find a way. <coughs> we'll find a way. It's like I want this to be open to everyone that's part of the comic yeah. clan. And you've been someone who's been here, who's been active in chat. So yeah, you're not going to get denied that. I'll, I'll find a way. Yeah, it may take absolutely. a bit more effort with it being, you know, to the UK, but and it may take a bit longer, but we'll we'll get it to you. We will get it eventually to you. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll make it we'll make it happen. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, that's definitely the big thing we want to look into coming up. Um. Also, awesome. I want to plug next week. We have a pretty phenomenal show that I'm excited for. Agile Substance. Awesome. Look forward to that, bro. And I appreciate it. Any sub that anyone does give to this, I absolutely appreciate. I know it's a financially hard time, and I know it's a big ask in this financial time, but to be fair, we've not asked financially for anything. We've made it aware that we have options to receive financial help, but we've not made it a, a demand on this. Yep. The only thing for this, for a sub, like in all honesty, we probably still, even if everybody that's on the channel subs, we still don't have enough to really, you know, it's not like a, yes, you're going to give us hundreds of dollars. It's like, no, we're not at that level yet, and it's not yeah. going to stop the show. Literally, yeah. I just thought it was a good way to separate things. Um, but if you have any more questions about it, guys, by all means, ask us. Next week, I am so hyped. I don't think Isaac's even still in the chat. I think he's like... No, he's he just, had to bounce. Yeah, he's he still working. Yeah, he, he did want to know. Yeah, he said he would he would keep the lurk up, but he's, he did want to know about the giveaway, so we can connect with him afterwards. Yeah, we'll connect and let him know, and he usually catches up on what he missed on YouTube as well, which you guys can as well. If you missed any of this podcast today, you can catch us on our YouTube channel and follow up on the stuff. Yeah. I'm getting better at this. <laughs> okay, third time. Next week. <laughs> I've started this sentence three times now. Next week, we have a pretty awesome episode. I'm excited for this good supporters and good friends of the channel the infinity bros which if you've not checked him out they do have a channel up here on twitch which i believe is the underscore infinity underscore bros b-r-o-s and they are also on twitter on instagram you just look up infinity bros each one's got like a different spelling or something for it and a different thing so look up the infinity bros they are awesome also you can catch their podcast on itunes and on spotify um, really cool group of guys and we are going to be having some of the Infinity Bros join us next week on issue 9 of Comics on the Cross um, I oh, know man. for a fact that Isaac's going to be with us, he's definitely going to be here and we're kind of trying to we're, we're kind of trying to encourage the other <laughs> Infinity Bros we're not going to have all 6 of them no, not all of them are going to be, be a little nuts. Yeah, not all of them are going to be able to make it and it would be kind of crazy having like 8 of us on screen I think that's that would be a little too much to handle nine episodes that would be a fun in. game to play. <laughs> One day we'll do it. One day I intend to get all the Infinity Bros on here with us and probably break the freaking internet if we do that one. Um, Discord will definitely not cooperate that day. <laughs> no, it probably won't either. Um, so yeah, we're going to be talking with Isaac and hopefully some others. Jarrett said he might be interested. I've heard, I think it was Max and Zane were talking about it as well. 
Um, so we might have a few of them. We'll see how many actually here. It may just be us and Isaac, which at the end of the day, that's not a bad thing. Isaac's cool. I'm pop in their um, social in the uh, in the chat. Yeah, good job, Nitro. Thank you for that. Um, go and follow yeah. their social media. They are amazing guys. They are well worth checking out. Um, I love them a bits. Their podcasts are awesome. Um, but it's awesome that we're going to have them here on the show. They're going to be part of what we're doing here. And we're actually going to be doing a retrospective looking back. And I felt, you know, the MCU is a massive crossover initiative. So for our first big crossover, where it's not an interview, we're not bringing someone on to talk to them, we're crossing over with the Infinity Bros. I felt we're going to go back and we're going to look at the MCU phase one. We're going to be reviewing Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, The First Avenger, and The Avengers. That's going to be a ton of fun. The first six movies in the MCU, which even looking back on it now, the last one of those that came out was Avengers in 2012. So you're talking eight, eight years, years. Since, yeah. since phase one ended. So That's it's an crazy. eight year look back, an eight year retrospective on the entire of the MCU and phase one which I think is going to be awesome. I think it's going to be an amazing conversation. Yeah, that's going to be a lot uh, of fun. Seeing Isaac was already reviewing some of the movies and was blown away a little bit by it. Um, he posted on social media, I think he was like that. I watched Thor. This is way better than I remember it being. <laughs> <clears throat> Although I can never unsee it now that one of the other Infinity Bros jumped in and said, yeah, but they bleached his eyebrows for some yes. reason. And yes. all I can see since he posted that is like Chris Hensworth with these bleach blonde eyebrows. I'm like, yeah, it's awful. I can't not see it now, and it looks so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's it's absolutely awful. Um, and so, I think everyone involved with that has has stated that that was a mistake. <laughs> there's no way you can, but that's the problem. though, is when you bleach the eyebrows, it's like we can't undo that now. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's pretty much done. It was awful. It's um, awful. So yeah. So that's going to be an amazing show. That's going to be again next Sunday, 2 o'clock, our usual time, 2 o'clock Eastern. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I've missed. I've, I have a weird feeling that I've missed mentioning something. Uh, I can't think of anything. If so, I'll post it on social media anyway. I'll, I'll probably come to me like as soon as I hit end stream. I, I have no doubt. Um, yeah. Follow us on Discord. Discord. Yeah, follow us on Discord. I, I'm going to chuck that in the chat. And I, I have got to give props to Nitro. I have been pretty on my game is staying on top of the social media on top of the facebook instagram and twitter i have done nothing i have done nothing on discord everything in Discord. i went into discord and checked it for the first time in weeks i went on to discord and there's all these posts from nitro like connecting with people chatting with people so click on that link and join our discord keep the conversations going there you're probably going to be chatting with nitro because it ain't going to be me i'm just going to be honest it's like i'll take that burden it's like I, if you chat on the other so, on our social media, it's probably me you're co- talking with. But on Discord, it's definitely Nitro. <laughs> um, and yeah, so thank you so much for everyone that joined us. Thank you for coming to listen to us talk to Philip. That was an amazing show. It was so much fun yeah, talking so to him. Fun, it, do, it just makes me want to go to a comic book store, though. It really does. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I, I still didn't know they were open. It blows my mind that they were open. I had no I know. clue so check us out on discord i'm throwing it in there as well follow us on our social media there they are our facebook twitter and instagram if you would like to financially support the channel in any way you can either sub to the channel now that we are affiliates or you can go to our patreon where you can support us for just two dollars a month and if you want to go and support us in that way you absolutely can 
Also to check out our merchandise store where you can get a Comics in the Cross t-shirt, Comics in the Cross hoodie, Comics in the Cross leggings, and now the um, Superhero Square Go poster is available. Um, or if you want to go to our sponsor and get some amazing coffee, remember to use Comics in the Cross to save 5% in your order. And you can also get a Comics in the Cross mug and sticker there as well. Alright, I think I plugged everything. <laughs> I think we're good, man. <laughs> I just I wanted to get it in there because I'm really bad at it. Like I mentioned a few things and then I forget everything else. And I'm like, no, I, I need to mention this stuff because if we don't mention it, no one else does. Yeah, I'm the same way. So it's like I wanted to get it out there. And again, guys, as I said before, this is not a thing of like support us financially. We're we're this is a blast. Yeah. We've been we we've been doing this for two months. This is episode this is a this is issue eight. We are pretty much almost at the two month mark. That's crazy, man. We started at the last Sunday in March, so we are literally almost two months in. We're almost at the last Sunday in May. I think next week might be the last Sunday in May. Let me check. Uh, two more, but there's five sun in May. So technically, next week will be the two month mark. Mm, okay. Excuse so we've we've almost been doing this for two months now. So thank you everyone that has decided to listen to two comic book nerds ramble for two hours yeah, every really week. Support. It means so much for real. Yeah, it's thank you so much for the support. Thank you for the bits that have been donated, for the subs that we've gotten, for the followers, for the sharing of our stuff, for the hosting, anything you guys have done to share our content. Thank you so much. It is so appreciated. All right, but we are going to head off. I am going to stop rambling eventually. Just remember to keep up with us on social media and we will see you guys next week at 2 o'clock. Take care and have a blessed day, guys. guys. Have a good one.